Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And this week I have the very cool and esteemed guest, (laughs) CEO of the Diabetes Link and founder, Christina Roth. Welcome, Christina. Thank you. Um, Before I dive into my usual spiel, I do want to direct everyone um, to the diabeteslink.org, which is their website. And um, so you can learn a little bit more about that as we go along. Or if you end up having to pause while listening to a podcast, we're all uh, guilty of that. Anyways, welcome, Christina. I am so excited to have you here. Um, For those who are unaware, the Diabetes Link was previously the College Diabetes Network, also known as CDN. Um, And as someone who was diagnosed in college with type 1 diabetes myself, I did try to reach out to my CDN at Boston University. And um, it's just, I think, such an important resource. But before we delve into the update from CDN to the link, I do want to uh, hear your diagnosis story, Christina, if you'll share as a type 1 diabetic yourself. Absolutely. Um, So I was diagnosed myself when I was 14 years old. I was a freshman in high school and uh, I was probably a pretty typical teenager in that I wanted absolutely nothing to do with it and really... (laughs) Uh, didn't pay as much attention as I should uh, for a long time. Um, I also was one of those teenagers that didn't want anybody to help. So I took it all on at the beginning and burnt myself out really quickly um, and then was just exhausted the rest of high school. Um, But because of that, I actually was never really able to take advantage of the camps and the peer support. And I think so many younger kids are able to find earlier. And so it really wasn't until I was in college that I was open to talking to someone else with diabetes and was connecting around that experience. I I didn't want to identify with it for so many years. What were some of the, since we are in National Diabetes Awareness Month, and by the time this goes up, we should still be in the National (laughs) Diabetes Awareness Month, don't hold me to that. Um, What were some of your initial signs? Did you have any um, symptoms that were like obvious to you now that weren't in the moment? Yeah, I I was really lucky. My mom's a nurse, um, so I didn't go into DKA. Um, I had lost probably about 15 pounds at that point, um, and I wasn't huge anyway, so it was definitely significant. But at the time, I just thought something was working, and this is great for a teenage girl. Um and it's funny what you think when you're like 13 or 14. Um, right. And, you know, urinating a lot, um, really tired, but just figured it was typical teen years. Um, so it was really my mom noticing and starting to piece the symptoms together that uh, that got her to, to check my blood sugar and led us to the hospital. Wow, that is very, very lucky that your mom was uh, was on top of it. We've had a few people on the podcast 
whose parents were healthcare professionals who've been like, oh, yeah, you know, it really sucked to be diagnosed, but my parents actually caught it when I was whatever. And I'm over here like, that would have been great. Uh, <laughs> love that my mom's a chef, but did not come in handy in this instance. Shout out to my Hopefully mom. With some really good, good recipes after diagnosis. Yeah, I was an adult. So when I come home, you know, it's good recipes, but damn, you know, <laughs> I, I did have, you know, 20 beautiful years of her amazing home cooked meals because um, <laughs> I went off to college, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so you kind of touched on this uh, briefly, uh, having a community and looking for, you know, something in college with diabetes, but can you expand on that? Like, is that what led you to the College Diabetes Network, which then led you to the diabetes link. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really um, I think what kicked it off right before I left for college was that um, it was during the time that JDRF was doing the clinical study for CGMs before insurance covered them, and I was really lucky I was able to get into one of those studies, and it was the first time that I actually had a tool that allowed me to make progress with feeling healthy and understand why I wasn't feeling good at different times. Um, and that was that was just huge. Um, and so being able to actually get my blood sugars under control for really the first time in several years, um, it almost felt like I was coming out of a fog from just like how I could think, how much energy I had. Um, and that you know, going into your freshman year of college, you're meeting new people, you're doing your academics, you're doing your extracurriculars. And I just loved that I had all this energy. <laughs> I was like, I can't let this go. How do I maintain this? Um, and it wasn't until I really started struggling, probably more towards the end of my sophomore, into my junior year, um, that just everything was just a lot more work. Um, and I wanted to know how anybody else did it and to just try to get some tips and tricks because I, I really didn't know anybody else um, with it. My aunt had it, but it wasn't something that we talked about. Um, and uh, Also, you don't want to tell your aunt you're going off drinking one night, even if you are 21. <laughs> kind of like, hey, what are your tips with type one drinking? It's like, Maybe you shouldn't be drinking too much. You know? <laughs> it's like a mom situation. Very much a mom situation. Um, so yeah, it wasn't. It there was just no way to to talk to anybody else my own age and to connect with them. And I'd reached out through my nurse at at Joslyn, who was amazing. So I had amazing clinical care and and support for my family. Um, but I really needed to just talk to someone my own age and just what life was like. Um, and, you know, had been involved with JDRF all growing up, um, but just couldn't connect with somebody um, through any of the channels that were available. So I happened to uh, luckily be diagnosed with Lyme disease. Um, in... No one with Lyme disease ever, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so in going back and forth to the health center so many times to get this diagnosis, they sent me to a nurse practitioner who would see a lot of the, the students who had diabetes because she herself had had type one and then had a pancreatic transplant. So super fascinating story, amazing to hear about all on its own. 
Um, but in love her contact because oh my gosh, she, oh, you'll have so much fun talking to her. And it's actually been a few years since I have, so you'll I will have fun listening to your podcast too. <laughs> um, but just through her, she was just saying, oh, I see so many students that are similar that, you know, they don't know anybody else and they'd be really interested. And I was like, oh, wow, it's not just me. That's, that's kind of cool. Well, if they'd ever want to just like chat or meet up for coffee. Um, and so through her, we were able to identify a really small group of people and we just got together and chatted one night. Um, and that was really the start of the College Diabetes Network. It wasn't that, that amazing or exciting. It was, it was, um, it really just was a very personal need that each of us had. Um, That's amazing. Can I ask what uh, what university you were at? Oh, absolutely. Sorry, um, <laughs> UMass Amherst. I asked because you mentioned Jocelyn, so I went to Boston University. Um, so not not too far. I did look at UMass Amherst. That is a definitely a big school with there. There's a lot of drinking there. So <laughs> there's a lot of drinking at BU too, though. So I'm not one to talk. About. <laughs> Uh, and some of it was done by me for sure. Sorry I'll t- to all the moms listening who are now telling their children to not listen to pancreas pals. But um, I think that it's, it is hard. I mean, as someone personally who was diagnosed at 20, um, just, I mean, I'm originally from Florida, but I was diagnosed in Boston. Well, th- head to season one, episode one to listen to my very long and drawn out I. <laughs> diabetes diagnosis story. But I think that it's really hard at that age in particular when you are either, you know, if you're privileged enough to go to college or to start a job where you're in a place starting kind of with a blank slate, whether that's you moved across the country, you're starting something new, whatever it is, it's hard to, you know, it's, it's an invisible illness, right? So like, it's not like you can just see someone and all of a sudden you're all like, oh, that's a diabetic. Yeah, maybe if they're wearing an insulin pump or CGM, which is a continuous glucose monitor for those who are listening who are unaware, uh, there are ways to spot people with it, but not every person wears it in a visible spot. Not every person has access to any of these technologies or chooses to use them. So having an established network, kind of like the original social network, if you will, of like just actual human interaction, um, the literal social network, I think is such a game changer. And it's one of the reasons why Christy and I, my original co-host, current co-host, co-host, uh, began Pancreas Pals when we were in college because we, our college diabetes network at the time really didn't exist at Boston University. Um, I remember attending a meeting probably like six months after I was, or a year after I was diagnosed as a junior. So I must've been a junior or a senior in college. And there were like seven people who came to this meeting and it was about like, we we're trying to find someone to kind of charter it. Um, and I, I must've been a senior cause I was like, I'm leaving. Like, you don't, this like, I'm leave, graduating in three months, like, sorry. But I just remember thinking, you know, there were no freshmen at that table if I remember correctly. And it must've been so difficult. You know, you don't want to be different than anyone else. You don't want to have to have like a sign on your forehead being like, I'm diabetic, help, like I want a friend. So I think it's so incredible all the work that you did with creating it. But it does lead me to my next question, which is 
what is the diabetes link? Like why we're, we're expanding it a bit, right? It's no longer just for college kids. Yeah, no, good question. Um, it's, you know, one that it took 13, 12, 13 years, <laughs> um, to evolve into the diabetes link. Um, but I mean, from that first night where it was just a few of us that got together and just chatted about what it was like to go low or how you dealt with a low when you were trying to be out at the bar, wherever you, wherever you were, whatever conversation, um, you know, those conversations need to be available to those that, you know, regardless of where their journey in life brings them, whether that's to school um, or whether that's directly into the workforce or that those conversations need to continue after they graduate college um, or their undergrad. And so I think where where we started back in 2009 with that initial group, um, you know, we were able to grow into a national organization because that need has been so strong on so many campuses for so many people. Um, and there was nothing for young adults in, in general um, back then. And the only reason we were successful was because anybody who Googled college and diabetes, this horrible web page came up that said that we were meeting in like room X at UMass Amherst. Um, and so using SEO <laughs> right at the beginning. Who knew? Seriously, especially for a psychology major. Um, so, but, um, you know, it was really just through that really organic need and, and where the world was at at the time. Um, that we were able to to come up and be this voice for young adults that that was able to continue to grow. And I think what I've seen over the years has been that the the challenges that young adults are facing at any given point change. Um, and so the the resources that we worked to to create have changed over the years. Um, and in the past few years, as we went into our own strategic planning as an organization, um, you know, we went right into COVID <laughs> and the whole world completely changed and went upside down, um, which really just highlighted the need that, yes, the in-person aspects of peer support and college chapters are so critically important, but there also needs to be a, a digital or, or a virtual way to stay connected, whether it's with those same people on campus or whether it's with other people that have other interests in common um, and shared experiences. Um and that also it, it really highlighted the fact that there's a lot of other paths in life um, that a lot of people take. And that's a lot more normal these days. Um, and being able to um, to really make that strategic decision as an organization that, OK, 10 years in, we're, we're going to take the leap and <laughs> we don't serve every college student right now. Um, but in order to better serve all college students, we have to better serve all young adults first. Um, and so it was a really scary decision, um, knowing that it's not like we were on every single campus. We work with over 300 across the U.S. and we have about 150 uh, affiliated chapters that work really closely with our team and have amazing uh, student leaders that that create those peer networks on their campuses. Um, but it... Uh, the evolution to the diabetes link is really around increasing access 
to peer support, to education, to leadership opportunities um, to all young adults with diabetes, uh, regardless of their journey and um, regardless of what brings them there. I think that's also something to the point that you said, there weren't any freshmen at your, your group meeting. And that's completely normal. And we hear from so many parents that are like, I wish my kids would get involved. I'm like, leave them alone. They'll get involved in a few years. <laughs> I feel like any, any di- anyone with a chronic illness will tell you, like, even ha- no matter how long the person has had it, they have to have their own journey to finding whatever way to cope with it. And I mean, my mom will sing my praises like till the end of time because, you know, I started a podcast with my friend and I'm like trying to make I don't know. What is it like oranges out of orange juice? Out, I don't know. More love. I'm not good at, at these uh, these words apparently today. Send help. But I do think that it's it's so important to find a way to cope. And the problem is, is that there's such a barrier if you're not already in a set up institution. And there is already like there's already a personal barrier is what I'm trying to say between accepting that you have this chronic illness, accepting that it does make you different, um, but owning it, if that's something that you choose to do or live with it, um, because there's not really an alternative, unfortunately. Uh, so it's, it's so important to find those communities. And I just love that you guys have shifted that because you know, think of all the people that aren't going to college, this and that, but also all of the people that can use your resources. Because I think I would love to talk about some of the resources that you guys offer, because I think that is the best part of this. Well, one of the best parts, there are a lot of best parts, but it's so exciting. Um, Let's start off with um, some scholarship info, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, And that's so much of what we wanted to be able to to provide is really how can somebody that lives with this disease actually benefit from it? Because <laughs> there's like no, we <laughs> yeah. make it suck less. And exactly. Isn't there some silver linings here? And I think that's one thing that has been amazing as I've gotten deeper into the diabetes community, both as a, an individual, but also as a professional is that there really are some incredible benefits to having diabetes, something I never thought that I would ever say. Um, but part of it's the people that you meet and, and just some just incredible, incredible people. Um, but part of it is, you know, in a really competitive job market, being able to get an interview or an introduction to somebody that otherwise you would never be able to. Um, because they know that you work your butt off and they know what goes into that. And they, they are good at math. And you're good at math. <laughs> I am um, not good at math, by the way. That's a whole side, that's side story. That's and the, the smart pens. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but so really, like, how do we find some silver linings in this? And from our organization's point of view, how can we make sure that all of our young adults are aware of what's available to them? Because that's so much of what we've seen too, is it might be available, it might exist, but that doesn't mean people know that it's available or know how to access it. And I think we see that with the technologies that are available, the patient assistance programs that are available, the scholarships that are available, um, jobs and internships. and, And really, so even if somebody doesn't necessarily want to reach out and and commiserate or talk to somebody else about how they feel, which is totally fine. Um, 
you know, they can just go on and, and find an answer to a question they had about, you know, drinking with diabetes or um, how to find a new provider um, or just know that they want to add to their resume and they really want to find an internship and they're, they don't know how else to do it. <laughs> um, I love, um, sorry to interrupt, but I do think it's important to point out that like one of my favorite things about it on the website is that there's no ulterior motive. Like a lot of places where you seek this type of information, it's, you know, through a third party that's like, fund us for this, fund us for this in your face. Yes, you guys do accept donations because, you know, it's a business and you have to keep things rolling, but nothing is going to be skewed to a specific, like they're not, you're not scooting people along your website to get to that donation button, um, which I think is really refreshing, especially in this environment where insulin is insanely expensive and all of our medical equipment is insanely expensive and basically living is just expensive. We're at 9% inflation in the United States for international listeners. Google it if you want to hear me cry more about it. Um, Sideline, sidebar. But I, I really think that it's so refreshing to find that these days, like that you're on a website, literally you have access to resources and there's nothing like in your face, like sponsored by this insulin company, but also donate to us, but also, which, you know, everything's a business. I am not judging based on that, but it is nice from a user experience. That was so important to us as we thought about what it meant to rebrand as the diabetes link from the college diabetes network and rebuild everything. Um, (laughs) and what that looked like and, and how to do it, but also how to really remain true to, to who we are as an organization, our values our, and our core, because those are still the same from where they were as the College Diabetes Network back in 2009 um, to where we are today as the Diabetes Link. And being authentic, being trustworthy, being all about the individual and um, being collaborative in our approach because some of our partners do things better than we do or offer something that we don't um, has just been a really core part of who we are. Um, and I think that that was really important, not only to me, um, but so much so to the rest of our team and our board um, to really maintain that integrity. Because I think that is one thing um, that we're all really united in on the Diabetes Link team is that we're building something that's going to live way beyond all of us because there are always new young adults coming up and it's a totally new generation every few years and they're going to have different needs and they're going to then have this established platform that, that can be optimized for what they need. Um, so it was really important to us to make sure that we were creating a really, a, a trustworthy place that, that could continue to exist um, regardless of what was happening in the world. Now a word from one of our sponsors. Hey, Christy, have you heard of us med supply? I think I've seen a commercial for it. It's a medical supply company, right? Yeah, but apparently they're the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre Systems nationwide, the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, and the number one fastest growing tandem distributor nationwide. Plus, they're rated as the number one distributor in Dexcom customer satisfaction surveys. Ooh, sounds like something I need to check out. Do they partner with most insurance companies? Yep, and they'll even help us get set up and work with our insurance companies so we don't have to spend hours on the phone the actual dream. Right? We and all of our pals can head to usmed.com backslash pals or call 
1516 to sign up now. Already on their website. And now back to the episode. That's so awesome. And, you know, some of the other resources, because I feel like that's such a general word, uh, some of the other resources available on the diabetes link are, you know, you have a resource hub, an entire hub, but also you there's ways to start your own chapter. There's ways to find a clinician, like different, um, sorry, words are really hard for me today. I got to stop doing these after a full day of work. <laughs> um, but there are so many different things beyond, you know, looking up scholarships. If you're choosing to go to college, there are ways to literally find Q&As about diabetes. Um, you know, what, what are some of your favorite things on I know that that's like asking you your favorite child, I'm assuming. If you're anything like me, like picking a favorite episode, I don't think I could do that of Pancreas Files. But what's one of your favorite aspects of the website? Oh, goodness. That is hard, especially these days with the rebrand. Um, I think probably so two. One, I'm going to date myself. And then one, I'll actually bring myself up to speed. Um, (laughs) I would say the first is probably our original off to college guides, um, because I think they really, even though they're, you know, print off PDFs and, um, you know, it's very old school, they were created because that was the number one need that all of our students were talking to us about. So each of those guides was co-created with so many young adults based off of their personal experiences, but then also verified by clinical experts. And I think that really just exemplifies how we approach any of the educational resources that we create is that they, it has to be based off of an actual need and it has to actually tell you helpful information (laughs) um, for the way that you live your life, Um, which unfortunately so much medical education just doesn't apply. Um, And so that that wasn't good enough. It's it's funny, but it's also like soft sobs. The fa- the stuff that is out there, especially for diabetes, especially for type one diabetes, or even any other type of diabetes that is not just general diabetes, is it's bleak. So having resources that are specific to each type and having resources that are applicable to caregivers along with the people actually facing this disease. I think is the best thing that could be invented and you guys did it. So that's so awesome. Thank you. Uh, well, the first iteration of that off to college guide was just one. And then we read it through the perspective of a caregiver and we're like, oh no, oh no, no, no. We need to rewrite this. We need to have a separate supplement version um, because it is, it's, it's just, it's so different. Um, and so that, that was really makes it great. <laughs> I feel like for so many products, if you're not learning from the first iteration of something, like think of the first iPhone or think, oh my God, now Apple's going to go after me. Think of the first, like, I don't know, candy bar. It'll just, it's the things that the technology, but also the new flavors that are out there, everything is learning from the original version. So my mom was actually saying something to me today um, that, you know, listening to season one of Pancreas Pals versus season nine of Pancreas Pals is very different. And she's like, I feel like I've matured along with you as a listener. Like, I feel like, you know, I've kind of grown as a person. I'm like, lol, thanks for saying I'm mature, mom, love you. (laughs) But also, you know, like as a company grows, as a product grows, so do the 
the needs of the people that you're trying to serve. So it's, it's, you don't need me to preach that to you, but, um, I do think it's, you know, those original off to college checklists and then supplemental versions, what have you are super important and still core to what the diabetes link and previously the college diabetes network was. Um, but I think having, you know, it's almost like college diabetes network has grown up, right? Because now you have also job postings for working for companies that help, well, I don't want to say help serve diabetics, but (laughs) diabetes related companies, if you will. Um, you know, there's ways to become an advocate for campuses. Um, you know, it's kind of like really taking the idea and the concept of growing up with, you know, moving on from college and putting it into action in tangible ways. So I think it's so cool. I realized I did cut you off though. What is your most (laughs) up-to-date thing that you love about your site? And then we can circle back to my tangents. No worries. No, it was a great tangent and it it sort of fits in Um, because I think the most, one of the newest parts of our site that I, I love really is where that evolution from those off to college guides has taken us. And that was the launch of this, this resource hub. Um, and we, we really struggled with what to call it because it's, it's so much more than a resource hub, but we wanted right. it to just be descriptive. Um, and it, it's a, it's a digital platform that takes what used to be, you know, written in these guides and really breaks it down or starts to, we're at the very beginning of it. Um, and, you know, make sure that things that we have downloadable versions, we have peer perspectives, we have videos, we have snippets and things that, that can be interacted on, uh, or with on social media. So actually taking that information and making it engaging, um, just brings it from like 2009 to 2012, oh my God, 2022. It's almost 2023. I'm dead. I that was iconic, but also I've been there. I think I accidentally wrote 2032 on something today, and I was like, "That maybe I'm dyslexic. Maybe I have a whole new diagnosis to be found." Um, but that I think that that's awesome. And for those who haven't looked at the Diabetes Link website yet, the resource hub is at the beginning stages, but it's so beautifully done. Like, do you guys have an animator, not animator, illustrator? Words are hard. Um, Well, I'm going to do a uh, humble brag for a second. Not even humble. I don't need to be humble. One of our team members um, is an incredible, incredible artist. And so she actually created a lot of the icons herself. Um, That's amazing. Unbelievable. An amazing artist. Um, And so she just did her name. Can you shout her out? Mary Jane, you're getting a shout oh out. Because <laughs> I was literally looking, I've been looking at that and I'm like, these are great. Is this a freelancer that I could steal for some pancreas pal stuff? Like, that's how good she mm, is. You can't so, steal her? Oh, no, don't but worry. Don't <laughs> <laughs> worry. No, no. I ain't got that budget. Fantastic. <laughs> and she did a lot of the, the custom icons. Um, and then we do work with a videographer who's been amazing over the years who grew up in the diabetes community, doesn't even have diabetes herself, but grew up as part of a, a diabetes camp family. And oh, cool. um, it's, so it's, we it's, have allies. We have so many allies out there. So, um, so that it has been a labor of love and a huge shout out to, to Crystal, my colleague that um, 
really took the bull by the, by the horns and and worked with so many different vendors to to get that site and and that resource hub um, really to make it a reality. Um, but the other we we actually use a, a really boring content management system mainly because we didn't want to have to maintain a whole custom website or anything. Um, no, yeah. Oh my God. So <laughs> that was such a big part of, of our approach too, is, is how can we make this actually sustainable? Um, and, and that's hard. Really, I think one of our programs is, is how do we actually make this work? <laughs> right. I think it's, it's so hard. Like a lot of consumers don't realize the, the level of um, upkeep that a website entails and especially a custom website working for, I work for a digital publication. Also, I work for the print version as well, but working primarily in digital, the the bugs that you run into every day and like just the actual blood, sweat and tears that goes into, you know, software engineering and all that stuff is wild. So whenever you see a pretty laid out website, just know that many, many tears have been shed probably from that. Um, but I do one like last quick thing. I do think it's really cool that you guys also have the option to view the site like as a clinician or as a young adult or a family member or a campus professional like you can access the stuff from so many different angles it's not just for those with type 1 diabetes and i think that that is just the cherry on top of a very cool thing you guys got going on there so i said that so weirdly but that's how i'm feeling today so <laughs> moral of yeah what sorry what were you gonna say no, no, it's 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 very appreciated, regardless of how it's said. Um, <laughs> no, we we wanted it. We didn't want people to need to go to multiple places to find this information for young adults. It's there's a one stop shop. You know that you're going to get it all. You know that it's going to be good, and you know that anything that you need, whether they have it or someone else has it, is curated right there. Um, you know, it's it's to make life simpler and easier. Um, and to just make this time in life less about diabetes and and more just about living it. Um, so we're hoping that that the diabetes link uh, really does provide that link to everything that any young adult needs to to get through this time really successfully. I am going to put you on the spot and ask a question that I am intrigued by, and you can feel free to give me like some very cookie cutter answer. But as someone who with type 1 diabetes, who started a company with type 1 diabetes. Do you have any advice for for the, the youths out there that are looking to get their toes wet and kind of leaning into having this chronic illness and ways to have a career with it? Yeah, no, great question. Um, and I did not prompt that, but I love that question. Um, <laughs> uh, I think there's one, do it. <laughs> if you have an interest contact me, contact any of our partners. Um, there's so many opportunities and your expertise is so unique, so much more so than you realize. Um, and, and you can do so much good in, in the world just by, uh, doing what you're good at, but channeling it towards helping other people with diabetes. Um, but I would say it, it can be a lot. It's, you know, going through that personal journey, um, we've had people interview that have just been diagnosed and we talk really candidly with them that this this is a journey they're going to be on for the rest of their life. And um, it 
if they might need want to give it some more time before they want to take it on professionally as well as personally. Um, so it's, it's something that I think you need to do some soul searching to make sure that, that you can balance both the, the personal and the professional side. But um, that's where mentors and that, that's where other people that, that are doing it or have done it um, are a great resource to you and um, are always happy to, to talk to you. Um, so please always feel free, like you can reach out to me um, because I would love to, to help any young entrepreneurs um, with type one um, make it into the space. Well, thank you so much, Christina. I really appreciate your time and your wise words. And for those who are interested in getting into any type of diabetes space, um, I actually do field a lot of those questions myself too. So I think the diabetes community is a very, for the most part, welcoming and open community. And I always say it's better to shoot your shot than to wish that you had. So um, on that note, thank you again, Christina. Please be sure to follow the Diabetes Link on Instagram, which is literally at the Diabetes Link, all one word. And check out their website, thediabeteslink.org. I will link to both on our website and make sure I spell it all out in the, um, the audio description. So thank you again so much. I'm going to go into my spiel real quick about following Pancreas Pals and buckle up. Please follow us on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals, on Facebook at pancreas pals PP. Uh, hit us up via email, pancreaspals123 at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. We are coming to an end of the season, but not to worry. There will be another one with Miriam back in the co-hosting chair. Fingers crossed. Yeah, thank you so much, Christina. This has been amazing. And I am so excited to see the diabetes link continue to grow. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to, to hearing from any of you listening. Please feel free to reach out at any time. Do you want to, um, how should they reach out to you via Instagram? Okay. You can reach out on any of our social media channels, but also feel free to, to uh, email me directly at any point, croth, C-R-O-T-H at thediabeteslink.org. There you have it, guys. Straight to the source email. Um, on that note, thank you so much, everyone, and have a great rest of your week. Today's episode was brought to you by U.S. Med Supply. Thanks for listening. Hey, Christy, have you heard of U.S. Med Supply? I think I've seen a commercial for it. It's a medical supply company, right? Yeah, but apparently they're the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre Systems nationwide, the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, and the number one fastest growing tandem distributor nationwide. Plus, they're rated as the number one distributor in Dexcom customer satisfaction surveys. Ooh, sounds like something I need to check out. Do they partner with most insurance companies? Yep, and they'll even help us get set up and work with our insurance companies so we don't have to spend hours on the phone. The actual dream. Right? We and all of our pals can head to usmed.com backslash pals or call 888-721-1516 to sign up now. Already on their website.